March 6, 2023. It's what for Pedro Show.
Pedro Show, turn the monitor off, idiot. 21 years, 10 months, and I'm still blowing clams. <laughs> and people, you can see that I ain't man load mode because of those Estonian software engineers with their scab invention. I got with me, brother Ken and Dave. Welcome How are aboard. you, sir? It's yeah. great to be back. And to hope, got a new record. Tell me, well, let's tell the people. We heard uh, John Coltrane, this is him alone, in between sets, I think, at the showboat in 1963, Philadelphia, on the piano. Pretty rare to hear a record of this, After the Rain. And then End of Hope, The Iron. This was like the tiniest tune. <laughs> but uh, tell me about this new record, Ken Dave. You know, let's talk about The Iron real quick. We set out with a goal of can we write a really good one-minute song? <laughs> right. Because what's more what's more punk rock than that, right? Like if you, <laughs> if you can get it all done in one minute, that's as punk rock as it gets. Yeah, or, or under even. Remember that Wire record, Pink Flag? Yeah, yeah. Big inspiration in a minute, man. So, okay, so you you set out. Did you have the title? No, we didn't have the title because we, we always let Davey, our, 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 our singer, write the lyrics. So what we did was, I, I, think, I think he stepped out for a smoke. And and we said we should we should do one that's one minute long. And I think I came up with the riff on the spot. And then me, Davis, and our drummer Dave Richmond just hacked at it. And by the time Davey stepped back in the room, we we're like, we got it. And then okay. in typical fashion, he uh, he's like he's one of those singers that banks lyrics. So he, he just has he's got a trove. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, in the old days, folks always used to have you used to have the little the little notepad, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know, you know, a little spiral spiral well, notebook or something that they would. You, you know, now, you know, Davey keeps that stuff on his phone, and all of a sudden, let's go. I got something for that. I got to tell you, that's one of the questions I ask with guests, brother Ken, because uh, I'm curious about that. Because some cats like to write on demand; they think the pressure helps bring out something they wouldn't otherwise. And then other cats is man. I got shit that's just been waiting to get out maybe years before. 
Right. Yeah. So there's I, different you ways. Know, you know, I sing in, in some other bands, but like when I do lyrics, I, I bank things that I want to use later. So it's not like a full set of lyrics, but I'll write down like, you know, sometimes like a, a line comes to you. You know, yeah. you you hear something that you think sounds really good. And so you, you just write it down to remember it. And then later on, when you're you're just starting to to think about what the lyrics are going to be, you then go back to that trove of lines like, hey, can I use that one or something? A lot of people um, say that with fucking song titles. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Like I, I've I've got a I've got like a Google Drive file that's just like song titles, one lines of lyrics, just endless going down. But Davy Davy, I think does like whole song lyrics. Well, so let me often ask you. we'll hack we'll hack out a song, and we're we're you know we're sort of editing the bones of the song down, and then Davey is standing over in the corner, kind of flipping through his phone, and all of a sudden I go, "I got it," and then sure enough, he he's he's got verse chorus at least to start playing with. Well, yeah, let me well, ask I'll, you, I'll, what I'll, about I'll, what with the guitar licks or or Dave with the uh, bass? Do you do you got a little fucking trove of licks? I don't. I make it all up as I go along. So you're an on-demand cat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What about you, but Ken? I, li- I do like to make sure, like, like, I like to dig in afterwards. Like, Ken will record something when, you know, we'll come up with something in practice. I'll get the idea of what he's doing. Yeah. And then I'll, and then I'll go home and dig into it and make it really different. And Well, you being a bass brother with me, how how the drums fit in with that kind of thinking? Oh man, our our drummer is like he he's the like best drummer I've ever played with. He just like I listen to him and he kind of helps guide me what I'm doing. Well, I I I'll tell you why I brought that up. I I did this spiel with the radio station here that does the Dodgers, right? Sports. <laughs> One of the guys <laughs> is from Pedro and I guess they wanted it's the second time I've been on the show. So the guys at, what are you trying to do with the bass, Mr. Watt? You know, and I'm thinking, you know, I can't get too muso, right? Sports right. channel. So I said, well, you know, the kick drum, that's kind of my closest note. So I'm trying to dance with that. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to step on it. You don't want to hit it exactly, but you want to work with it. Okay, okay. So you're on board. You're on board. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Let, let's you're play. also, I just want to say, man, right. you're also my huge influences. I have, like. I have all your early albums. I have like your your huge. I'm I'm fanboy. So Think, speaking of early stuff, you know we lost brother Spotsky. Oh, yeah, man. oh that that's is, a shame. Very so heavy, very heavy, very yeah. heavy. He's like Spots, like the Rudy Van Gelder of of that's of, good that's of punk good. music, right? That, yeah, he would have loved to hear you say that, brother Ken. I know he was a jazz like he was a jazz head too. Absolutely. But if you think about like what Rudy Van Gelder did, like you look at like any jazz album like fifties, sixties, like Rudy Van Gelder's the engineer, right? Well, the studio, right? Do you know the first version was actually his folks' fucking living room in Hackensack? Yeah, yeah. Because you you look at all the you look at all the like the liner notes on all the you know like all your favorite jazz albums, and it's always Hackensack, and then. Um, uh, what's what's he then moved it? Um, yeah, then he got his own pad. But can you imagine how cool parents do you got where you get to set up your fucking studio in the living room? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. here's something from the new fucking record Push Back is Strong.
campus. イバおけに寝かしつけコンポステラを打つダマスカスの砂糖ヒポキャンパスはまだ使えるって海馬じゃなくて海カバじゃんね記憶があるなら蝶の夢を見るかナタキンとカキを食べるかついに閉じられた会話の中でプルーストを書く条件が揃ったのだから身体の痛みが薄れたらもしかしたら喜びがあるかもしれないじゃないか。キャンパス会話を件に寝かしつけコンポステラを打つダマスカスの砂糖
जाता है कि वही बॉलर चतुर कह रहा है कि
for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music with End of Hope with Push Back Strong. Ferret Noise, brand new. Funny Face tune. Okay, here's a fucking band name. Derek Galesia Tori Kuderich House <laughs> with Hippocampus. ESP Summer, land of 102 degrees. Uh, 101, 2.0 from Gas Coons. Got some number rock there. Hubert Selby Jr., Infants. Brand new band out of Dublin. Bushy on the drums. Miracle Whip. A Bahan boy from uh, uh, this is Brother AJ in the Netherlands. Um, lovely day for cricket. Noisuka. Brother Pete with Old Song Part 6. 19 minutes, 40 seconds. Is that a name for a band? Con Martius in Lingua Mortua. <laughs> so some tongue, some death, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Vast tight ring, string. Tight string conspiracy. Brother Benji, North Carolina with uh, Greensboro. Stone suit. RO4 out of Tokyo. Rework of going back. Uh, Alexander Hacker. Napalm. And and a hope, no. We'll play him next to our Alexander. It's part of his big little opera he's got about the young imaginary, or imaginary young man in Berlin. Uh, no, we ended that chug with music with nothing to see here and a hope. So, well, how these guys were they jams in the studio like uh, the Iron? We, you know, all of I, I think this time around because of the pandemic. We we had half and half because the, the old pre-pandemic, I had a rehearsal space in, in Guana section of Brooklyn that uh, we would always rehearse at and we would bring the ideas there. Okay. So either Davis or myself would bring in either riffs or a song and then, you know, me and Davis and the drummer would, would hack at it, you know, while Davey thought of some words and we do it in the room, you know, traditional style. Then with the pandemic, uh, that that changed a lot of stuff. But both Davis and I, like, we're set up at home to record. So what we we started basically just creating demos by sending stuff back and forth. And we even got, da- you know, Davey, Davey's an old school Queens, New York hardcore guy. You know, not necessarily the most tech savvy dude, but we got him up and running on, like, learning to record his vocals on home so he could send vocal takes to us and stuff. That's bitching. You know, a lot of musicians are learning that shit, and I think it's great. It, he would it, go out to his car and plug yeah. in and just record in his car. He had his own vocal isolation. The vocal booth. Coche. Yeah. The coche. <laughs> sitting, sitting by a park in Queens, singing, singing his ass off, okay. and, and recording using his laptop. Like That's fantastic. Now, uh, yeah, yeah. And so... You guys, you and Davis, you you got the music together, and then he jumped on. Now, what does Drummy do? He waits for a lot of home study with that too. Yeah, we we finally, you know, the, we finally got to that period where everybody kind of felt safe coming back together. The the other thing that changed for us was we were all New York City guys at, before the pandemic, and then post pandemic, I'm I'm not living in the city anymore. I'm north. Our drummer is even further north. You know, like a lot of places, people kind of people got tired of being cooped up in tiny apartments. So some of us left. And uh, so now we we make sure we get together at least, you know, like once a month to keep playing through stuff, hacking through things, uh, getting it all together. 
And where um, is that? Where's that common ground located? It, we still go back to Queens. Okay. To okay, okay. Yeah. Like it, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's cause it just feels like home base. It, it's always gonna, um, and singer man's got a shorter the, fucking hell yeah, I'm ride. Still, I'm still, in, I'm still in Brooklyn. So it takes me like an hour to get to Queens and it takes Ken like an and hour. That, yeah, that's crazy because it's, it's they're like, right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's still, you know, getting out of Brooklyn takes. Yeah. Yeah. Hour. Yeah. I can believe, I can believe, I can believe. And and we might make it easy on the singer man. Easy. Usually, you you do go around the drummy's pad because he's got all the gear and you know tearing down and setting up again and that kind of thing. Yeah, but you know what? We're a loud. We're a loud band. So <laughs> anybody's house and everybody's got kids and wives and everything. They don't want us around. You know about uh, Blue Cheer, right? Up in the city, they had to prack on a houseboat because they're so fucking loud. Look, we're at the end of March 6th, the first hour, March 6th, 2023, edition of Watt Peter Show. Uh, Ken Davis from Men of Hope, special guest. Hold tight for hour two. March 6th, 2023, it's the second hour of Watt for Pedro Show.
The grief forest is home to confused young things.
show. Waffer Pedro show. Start off the second hour. And to hope with cover your eyes. And then Alexander Hackett. He also plays an instrument annoyed about people. But this is his part three or four, I think three, of this big like twenty three part thing of imaginary young man in Berlin. And this part is called Napalm. Agridolce after that. <laughs> you know, take the K out of punk and you got pun rock, right? Uh Dolce sweet, huh? So but agro, yeah. Okay. Grief Force. Then Angry Silence after that with Day In, Day Out. Uh, Cat Casual in the final word with Florhand. Solid State Transmissions from Crypto Phaser. And finally, Fastball. End of hope. Fastball. Fastball. Where, where'd you record this album? Same place we've done everything we've ever done, Bitches. which uh, is a studio in, in, in New York State that we was going to run by our friends uh, Joe Kelly and Cole Marshall, who... I've always worked with End of Hope. They worked with my previous band, Eternal Black, who you've yeah. heard, Mike. And um, they just get that big, bombastic sound that we like. And what's the um, name? Studio name? Suburban Elvis Studios. <laughs> okay. That's a good name. And and, and uh, same knob man? Guy on the controls? Yep. Okay. Same guys. Oh, oh, we we always go back to work with them because they know us. They yeah. understand what we're going for. Sure, sure. Um, How many years was I with yeah. Spotsky? You know, Jesus. I, I know exactly what there's something about that. You don't have to worry about that part of it, right? You just got to deliver right. a good performance. Uh, uh, my other project did a recording there, too. My, I have another project called Clothesline. Really? We, Clothesline. Yeah, That's a good name. Yep. Yeah, we did a recording there as well. Okay. And and like to get ready for this, you guys were coming together to do the jams in, in Queens, right? It was all done in advance. No, no, the only thing in the studio was the iron? No, no. We we recorded everything in the studio. No, so, I, I didn't mean write. I mean uh, record. I meant write. That's what I meant, Brother King. Oh, yeah. yeah. We uh, we write everything before we go, we go in the but studio. But not the iron. You said that's when the singer... Uh, no, even, no, even that. I'm sorry, I, I might have misled you. Uh, no, even that we did in a rehearsal studio. Oh, okay, that's where he yeah, ran yeah. out and then came back in. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm glad you got patience with slow learner Watt. <laughs> okay, we, we did. We did do a cover of uh, Iron Fist by Motorhead, and our drummer hadn't previously done it. He hadn't like. You got if you're gonna do filthy. You got to have it together, right? You better have it together. Yeah, he nailed it too. It was great. Yeah, yeah. he gave it one listen. I tell you, filthy. Like, All right, I got it. Filthy had the fucking thing with you know what Scotty did with uh, I got it right with Stooges. Filthy really knew how to bring that to the Motorhead thing, man. It was so so good. That band, the original three guys, Fast Eddie and uh, oh Lam yeah, oh my god, yeah, incredible, incredible band. So. uh and, and would you call this self-produced or what? No, I mean, Joe and Cole really are pros at what they do. I mean, and Cole, Cole's work with King Diamond, Cole's work with Ministry, Cole, you know, he's worked with a, a ton of bands. Um, so the, the, the bonus for us is they're not the types of producers where you have some guys who are going to be like, all right, they want to they craft the songs with you. Yeah. Or they or they want they want to tell you what doesn't work for a song. You know, they they want to they want to get into the nuts and bolts of what the song is. Yeah, that's not that's not our guys. Our guys are are there to help us get what we want out of that out of that song. And what what should the what should the sonics be sure, for this sure. tune? So, you know, the iron fastball, all of that. Yeah. They they put a lot of TLC in, in in terms of like you know making the guitars sound right, making the drums sound big, 
getting the bass to cut through and the way it needs to cut through. So you got a real rhythm section. Um, yeah. And they're superb at that. That's why we love going back to them. And then, yeah, then, more, yeah, then, then they let you the do the rest aspect. of it. What's that, Davis? Oh, I was saying they're more into the tone aspects and into that, not into the arrangement. Right? Yeah, right. They leave that up to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing, the thing that makes us happiest when we're working with those guys is when we're playing something and on the other side of the wall where they're, you know, over the board, we just hear them laughing. And they're not la- and they're not laughing at us because they're like, oh my god, these guys suck at what they're doing. They're la- they're laughing at just we've done something that is somehow hit 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 something in them. They go, I can't believe they just did that. That that's kind of cool. And okay. then they they just laugh out loud at it, and it makes us feel good. Okay, here's another one. Freedom denied. Six days for all you Irish people out there. 
Watt for Pedro Show, that chunk of music started off with End of Hope, doing Freedom Denied, L7 after that with six, 66 days. Uh, Larissa missed bad, but uh, Third Man put out tape on this whole thing. This is before the Laughing Hyenas. She was just the lead singer. Ended up really good guitar. Uh, Laszlo and the Hidden Strength after that with On the Wall Kill, Death Tape Super Bass, Banger Hanger, Ray Shin out of Reno with Curtain Call, and finally, End of Hope with Fill the Void. Into the Void, right? Well, Into the Void, Sabbath. <laughs> I know, that's <laughs> I what I was going to say. I think, I mean, there's something trippy about Master Reality. It's recorded kind of little, but man, the songs on that album are so fucking happening. That's my favorite Sabbath album. The third I, one. I, li- I actually like Master Reality better than Paranoid. I know most people like Paranoid. but Shit, I like Volume 4, too. Yeah. Even with Volume all that synthesizer is, I, shit. It, yeah. Production-wise... Is not that good because that's the one they were coked out and produced themselves, right? <laughs> California, right? Boo. Yeah, yeah. They they went overboard on the, that. That's a that's a big cocaine album. Well, you know, album. in the English version of Snowblind, that Ozzy said it in the beginning of the tune. They cut yeah. it out of the U.S. one. FX is longer too on their version, but Sabotage, uh, Sabotage is a sleeper. I that's, like Sabotage, Bloody like Sabbath. It. Except only a couple tunes, but there's some good. And that's the last time I saw them. They were uh, at the California Jam. And I think they opened up with Killing Yourself to Live. They did. I have the bootleg of the California Jam concert. You can go and see it on YouTube.com, too. Like Ozzy's yeah, in uh, yeah. the kind of white and purple boots and frill. Yeah. And and you know the trippy thing that always blew my mind? He didn't stand in the middle. That was the yeah. guitar guy. Yeah. Yeah, he would always he would always be stage left. And I only would stand in the middle. Right, and be clapping and, like, rooting on the yeah. guitar solos. I mean, he's the guy you want in your band, right? Yeah, yeah. Most, and most, that, most, that most, California uh, Jam concert is weird because I only shaved his mustache for it. That's right. That's right. It's like and the also only the, time you've ever seen Iomi without the mustache. Well, I've seen a picture of him as a teenager. He's got no mustache. But uh, but uh, it's also daytime. They're after Black Oak, Arkansas, like at 1 or 2 in the afternoon, 3 in the afternoon. Right. And it, and it was a trip. I remember the first. And that was that was the uh, Deep Purple headlined, right? That was the first. Well, the last band to play was Emerson Lake and Palmer. That's why I got back on the Greyhound to get back to Peter. <laughs> it was two dollars. The gig was six fifty. You can believe that shit. But but uh, it was the first gig that Deep Purple had the, the singer with the low voice. Uh, David, it, it, it was Coverdale, right? Right, David Coverdale, gig. and they so they but they you know come on Deep Purple, you need somebody to scream. So they got Glenn Hughes. Yeah, yeah. I remember Glenn Hughes, we were opening for Chili Peppers at the forum, and uh, he, the fleet comes back to say hi, and I hear this voice, Fly, it's fucking Glenn fucking Hughes. <laughs> 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 he had these eyeglasses on that looked like television. And anyway, anyway, what up t- I brought up Fill the Void. I didn't mean to get into the Black Sabbath right. segue I'm, there. I'm willing to talk about Sabbath I just, on I any just given dig day. that fucking... Yeah. Uh, the way that Bill Ward plays that thing half-time and it's kicking like Cato. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. I just love that drum lick. He's doing like Ginger Baker on Quaalude. In fact, I heard Ethan James told us that the drummers in those days would eat downs so they could play real hard and not rush the beat. <laughs> That's an interesting tactic. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then a lot of fucking uh, ga- uh, gaffing tape on the toms and sh- to get rid of the rings. Yeah, it, it's trippy. But a lot of them seventies uh, drum sounds are really good. Slider by T Rex, right? So, so tell me, uh, hit me to fill fill the void. So that one, the, it's really weird. We, it, it, it's an odd, it's it's kind of an odd song because it's kind of two songs sort of mashed together, right? So you've got this what is sort of like a a, a sort of. Med- 
metal riff in there because it's a lot of string skipping. So so you're jumping between you know the low E and the and the A string and and you to hit those notes in there. And so it's kind of groovy. It's got the wah part. You know, it's it's almost it's almost like a mid tempo Motorhead tune in a way. And then all of a sudden it just goes to that breakneck speed. Yeah. Um. And, and that was one of those where like. I had I had the when I put it together, I had that that opening wah riff and I'm like, this is really cool. But I knew like, all right, it's got to go someplace really different in order in order to make it make the dynamics kind of work. And and it's weird when when we got the album done, it, it maybe wasn't our favorite song on the album. Like like we liked it. But, you know, you know, it is like your perceptions of songs change over time and especially after you just record it. And so like like summer meant to a in the old days of vinyl be on the outside and some hug the label yeah yeah and and, and there were songs like fastball and the title track and and some of the other ones where like we just you like them right off the bat and we were like yeah we really like those but this was one it was like i will right, we'll put on the b-side it's cool and then we were rehearsing for shows and it kind of dawned on us like we played it through once and we we're like we really like that song why aren't yeah. we playing this live more it's a sleeper yeah. Yeah. And, and well, thank you for uh, enlightening me to that because I was tripping on. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, March 6, 2023. Edition, Pedro Show special guest, Ken Davis from End of Hope. Hold tight for hour three. <laughs> March 6, Sometimes 2023. You do, yeah. <laughs> it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. <laughs>
drag if you do it right Sleep all day and then you play all night There's time to dance and to be obscene
Watch for Pedro Show. Started off the third hour with And a Hope with Seed Indecision. Then Spice Pistols with Life's a Drag. Oakland Afternoon Ensemble with Precious Foam. That's a title. That's an image. Uh, Oscar Hart from Handsome Furs out of Finland. Victoria Shin, she's on tour in Japan right now. This is her three records record. She <laughs> melted three records together, right? A 10-inch, 12-inch, and a 7-inch. And, uh, yeah, of course they played different speeds and shit. Anyway, 202-109-22 underscore 23-28-10. That's a title, right? Uh, four, IV, huh? Try multiply and divide with Roman numerals, people. That's why we use Arabic numerals, okay? Niagara, or like my... Uh, Italian bandmates say a Niagara. And a hope finally with curtain call. Curtain call. Now that sounds to me like a real closer. And yet we stuck it in the middle of side B. I know, I know. (laughs) So it would have been the closer side one if it was Vinyl World. Or or what's hip now again? Cassettes. Who would have thought cassettes? Yeah. That was the way you could hear shit in your car, right? They tried when I that, think about like all the cassettes the I wore thing. out yeah. over the years, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh when did this come out? The album? Yeah. It's next week it, okay, uh, it'll okay. be three fourteen. I, it comes I know out. we tried so next already... week from when we're talking right now, but uh depending on when your show airs, it, it might be the same week. About an hour and a half. I yeah. know that we tried to arrange a show to be around, but I never I forgot <laughs> I'm sorry, whether it was before it came out or or just after. Okay, okay. So people Yeah, just before we're we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh uh tour plan? Yeah, we're we're getting stuff lined up. So we've got uh Connecticut, New York, Philly, and then we're working on some other stuff. Uh, I ninety five to, tour. It's a little it, Yeah, it's a little weird. Like we've we've gotten to a point where we just wanna play with bands we really like. Yeah. Uh you know. Um and also, you know, everybody's a little older. Um, Less younger. So go, Less younger. going out and slugging it out for weeks weeks on end is kind of kind of not what we want to do. Oh, so you're going to do like in legs? Yeah, we're we're going to do little little bursts here and there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, why not man- manage it? You know, instead of it managing you. Exactly. Yeah. Right. 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 And. Uh, you know we've had a heavy weather out here anyway, so maybe you wait. Uh, in the meantime, yeah, th- those areas there. And uh, you know, you get done with a record. Are you thinking of the next one already? Yeah, we've already, t- got, <laughs> we've already got stuff written. <laughs> we we just keep plugging away because uh, you know uh, we this one sat for a while, which is not. I'm sure you've had a ton of people come on the show and tell you the same thing. Yeah, that. We 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 got it done in the middle of the pandemic, but then you know it just we didn't want to put it out during the the I know the pandemic's still going on, but we didn't want to put it out in those really crazy days when nobody was buying anything. You know, I had, I had friends who put out albums and no nobody was picking them up or nobody was listening to them because everybody was just too distracted with a lot of other stuff. Uh, we wanted to wait until we knew we could play shows around it. Um, so I, I think it was it was in some ways smart to to hold it, but in hindsight, also I realized I would have loved to have done either an EP or a couple singles before that. Um, 
And I think we're going to do that going forward. So I think now that we've already got songs for the next one, we're not going to sit on those as long as we sat on this stuff. We're going to we're going to put out a single or an EP here and there just to keep getting new stuff to folks. Now, this wisdom you've uh, achieved with Torin, you want to play with bands you like, but <laughs> I want to, I want to play a song from the new record because nobody cares about your band. <laughs> <laughs>
Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. That Chuck started off with End of Hope doing Nobody Cares About Your Band. Yes. If Bawan after that. Yeah. Brother Al Margolis, Chester, New York. Up the river a little bit from you guys. Solo duet one for alto and tenor recorders. Yeah, that's a title that says what's about. St. Hubert's Key after that, live. Do engineers dream? <laughs> yeah, I've been pondering that. And then finally, <laughs> end of hope. Behavioral modifications. A little textbooky, a little clinical. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, endahope.bandcamp.com and then the music's all on all the streaming services like everybody else's right. today. So Spotify, Apple Music. But no End of Hope website itself. No, we use the Bandcamp site. Uh, you know, it's different nowadays. You you kind of don't need a, a full website. If you're Metallica, you need a full website. I you disagree because having your own website is like having your own fanzine. So it could be whatever you want. <laughs> But the, that's yeah, all right. We but can we, differ. We, we, can we differ. make good use of the Bandcamp page to do that because now even on the Bandcamp page, you I can think the Bandcamp people, people are actually the best of all the corporate sites for bands. That's my. I opinion. agree. Yeah, I, sure. I really do. I really. All the rest are fucking jive. In fact, and they're the most straight up people. So thank you, Bandcamp people. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And we, we do all our merch great. through them. You know that that really helps us to connect to all the folks who who dig what we do. So it, it's we use it as best we can. Okay. The thing though is, you swing by the women. You know they have been sold to somebody. So yeah, they never got bought know by the, the gaming sh- company. Yeah, we never know when the shoe's going to drop. Like they want to like, I don't know, make some stockholders happy. I I don't know. The, the thing is, somebody else's whim. That's why I think a good Bravo, good Pam B is just to have your own. Maybe just hold on to the name because motherfuckers like to squat on names. You know, yeah, I had to buy my squat.com. This motherfucker was sitting on that. That's why it's called a hoop page. Anyway, uh, let's get back to this the, the new stuff. I'm already excited to uh, hear about it. Well, two things. Well, I'll the say. process, One, right? Because is it the same thing you and Davis working out demos? For the new stuff? Yeah, I mean, same thing, sending stuff back and forth. There was, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the new ones we, we threw together in rehearsal, like just like the old times. Okay. So we happened, to, we happened to be in the room, and I was noodling. Next thing you know, we're like, well, what if we make this a little longer? What if we cut that a little bit? And then, boom, off we go. Another one, uh, I just did a demo at home. You know, I can record at home. I sent it to guys. Davis records a bass track, sends yeah. it back. Actually, now... Uh, Davey came up and sang at my joint. So rather than demoing on his own, he came up to my place just to sing vocals over it. So that way everybody's got something, including the drummer. And then when we get in the room, we yeah, can if all I play follow together. Yeah, if I follow you, the drummy was last. Yeah, in, in certain cases. But then he still gets his say. Like, it's not like we cut him out completely and, like, he doesn't get to, you know, he comes in and will be like, no, nah, that's going on too long. We should cut that. You know, or he'll he'll have his say in, in how he thinks it should go. And, you know, I know certain bands, it's, you know, one guy brings the stuff in and everybody works on what this guy brought in. This band is very much each guy hacks and slashes. Well, that's why I like in. to talk about this stuff, because I think everybody has different ways of doing it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's fantastic. Like, this is this is the first band I played in where everybody sort of has that, that song. And I, and I think on, on this album, on Pushback is Strong, I think what you hear is you don't 
hear any fat in those songs. You don't hear anything that sounds like, ah, you could have pulled that out. I think everything there is whittled down to the bare essentials. And, you know, that's why we think it sounds really good. Can I ask you a kind of self-centered question? Sure. Any of these tunes where the bass came first? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, David. <laughs> yeah, the bass player jumped on that really fast. Freedom, freedom Denied, I pretty much wrote that whole, like, all of the bass line yeah. and everything. Sent that to Ken, and Ken just had a guitar over it, and he sent it out. That's trippy. That's trippy too. that you say that, bass line. Because, like, if it was guitar or keyboard, they say, oh, you know, the choruses, the verses, the bridges. But with us, it's the bass line. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And and with, with Seed and Decision, that one I sent Ken. Ken added a little bit to it. He added a little bit of dynamic for, uh, like, the intro and, yeah. and stuff. But, but for the most part, I wrote that one. It was really Sabbath-y. Yeah, you know, whenever you got more than one guy playing, you're trying to make an interesting conversation, I think. That's the nature yeah, of ensemble, yeah. yeah. And, and especially with that one, Seed and Decision, like, that's still my favorite uh, on the album. And I, I like it because, it, to me, it sounds like a Rollins band song. Yeah. And that's what All I really right, dig hey. about it. You know, and, he, and the, you know, he quit music. He said there was no more, nothing left in the toothpaste tube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look. We ran out of time here, but when you get this next album done, will you guys come back on and we can play it and talk about it? Absolutely. Yeah, beautiful. Invites open. Anytime, every time, right? People, it's been March 6, 2023. This is Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.